All right, y'all ready for some more of this? Now, this will be the final installment of this as I know it at this point because we got to move on and we're going to do some other things tonight, so I'm not going to be long before you tonight. Give me 45 minutes on the clock, please. Sound like uh, Family Feud. All right. Steve Harvey now. Y'all praying for Steve Harvey now? They think they're going to do something. All right. Oh, turn me down. All right. Let's go here. Number one, how does faith come? Anybody know? Romans. Who said that? Who said that first over there? Over here said it. Who? Oh, uh, laundry. That's good. Romans 10, 17. All right. What does it say? So what? So then faith comes by what? Hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by the word of God. So part of releasing faith is speaking what? The word of God. Okay. We talked about that. How is faith released? It's released by what we say. Right? For verily I say unto you, Mark 11, 23, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have what? Soever he saith. We believe this. We believe this. Right? If you say it, you believe it, you don't doubt in your heart. Now, you may be saying, Pastor, I don't believe it. What's our remedy for that? Somebody tell me. Until when? Because if you keep saying it, faith comes by. All right? So it's going to come to your own ears. So faith is going to come if you keep saying it. Right? If you keep saying it, I'll never be broke another day in my life. When you're thinking, man, I'm broke right now. Look like I'm going to be broke next week. But if you keep saying it, faith will come to your ears and you start believing it. And then now you begin to say it because you believe it. And then if you keep saying it because you believe it, what's going to happen? You say it until you receive it. Okay? That's it. That's the formula. All right? And that's good. We're going to put this, um, we're going to do a mini book on this, uh, Alex. Yeah, more work for you, huh? Yeah, we're going to do a mini book on this. All right, so somebody give me a how to, not to let the flu catch you. Please get it for me. All right. So I want you to get this book. Um, it's one of our newest releases this year. And, y'all, you know it's flu season, cold season, COVID season, whatever they're saying. How many of y'all know we don't have to catch it? Can I say this? This is not medical advice. Whatever. Okay? I'm not a medical doctor. But here's the thing. Y'all, if, if, if faith works for um, cancers, if it works for heart attacks, if it works for livers, if it works for kidneys, and it does, right? Does it work for COVID? I can't hear nobody. So I can say I'm not catching COVID. Not going wood. Where that came from? The devil. Did y'all see how short? Right. It comes from the devil. Not going wood. 
Who are you afraid? Who are you afraid of hearing you say, in the name of Jesus, I'm not gonna catch COVID? Who are you afraid? You afraid of God hearing you say that? Who are you afraid of? See, we never talk about that. We're really afraid of the devil. We're not afraid of angels hearing it or the Holy Spirit. Who are we afraid of hearing it? Why are we knocking on wood? Huh? And many people don't even know what they're doing when they do that. You're cooperating with evil spirits because that's where it comes from. Look it up. It's in Wikipedia. All right? Who wants this book? You ain't bought that book, bro? You ain't bought it? Pass it back, Rashid. You got money now, bro. You need no book. <laughs> Hallelujah. Offerings gonna go up, love offers, everything, amen? amen. Now y'all know y'all stand up here and say, I just doubled my income. Hello? Don't be sitting there playing the same old tithes and offerings, amen? amen? All right, here we go. But tonight we're gonna talk about don't be hung by your tongue. We're going to go to the negative side. We've been positive about it, but we're going to look over into the negative side of words and the power of your tongue. Many times we're hung by our tongue. Many times, what does that mean? We destroy our own future by what we say, and we're going to show it to you many, uh, several times and show you why people say the wrong things. All right? Why people say the wrong things. All right, here we go. Are y'all ready? I declare and decree we're going to find out what that static is before next service. Somebody say amen. All right. So Proverbs 18, 21, let's go there. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What does it say? Death and life are what? In the power of the tongue. So I want to remind you one more time, there is what? Power in your Power in your tongue. Everybody say, I got power in my tongue. What have you been saying all day? What have you been saying all week? Huh? Mm -hmm. I can tell you some of the stuff I say. I've been saying, I never be fair another day in my life. Now, y'all finna see something. <laughs> use it on the stuff you want to use it on. Amen? You still got to get up and get on the treadmill, go to the gym, eat right, stuff like that. But what happens is those words you keep saying them, you start wanting to do that stuff. Because those words create your world. Somebody say amen. Now let's go to James chapter 3 verse 2. Talks about this extensively. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, if any person can learn not to be offensive with their words, I'm not going to offend with my words. That means I got to be careful what I'm saying, right? 
If any man offend not in the word, in word, the same is perfect, a perfect man, and able to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths. Anybody ever seen a horse? You ever seen a big Clydesdale? Man, them, them horses are like this tall. You ever seen them? They're big. They weigh a lot. You control a horse by controlling his tongue. Is this true? It's a little bit they put in his mouth. Listen to what it says. We put the bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body with their tongue. Behold, also the ship. Ships are big, as though they be so great, are driven by fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small hem, a rudder. Whither so the governor turns, whichever way the rudder turns. Even so, the tongue is a little member, but it boasts of big things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, a world. It creates a world. It creates a world. <clears throat> I know you don't believe this. Where you are, what you're doing, and what you have is a result of everything that you've said yesterday. Where you are today is a result of all the stuff you said yesterday. Here's another very powerful statement. You, your life will never rise above your confession. Your life, your lifestyle will never rise above what you say. Never. So however you talk, that's how you live. People that make a little money, they talk little. I'm around them. You know, and where I work, you know, you have different, various people who get paid various things. In a corporation, you have various people. You got the mailroom, you got CEOs, you got presidents, you got partners, you got secretaries, you got janitors, and you can hear where people are going. And you create a ceiling in your life based on how you talk. You should go back and watch this. This is fascinating to me. Every time I see it, Tiger Wood daddy said when the boy was five years old, he would be the greatest golfer in history. He said it over and over and over. What did Richard Williams say about his daughters? Little nappy haired girls in, from Compton. Little skinny girls. At, at, at the beginning. Probably not even bigger than Destiny. Probably about the, her size. They were small in stature. These girls are going to be the greatest tennis players. Now, was he predicting? How did he know? How did he predict? He wasn't predicting, he was creating. And y'all, people laughed at him. How many of y'all saw the movie? Before Will Smith slapped the dude. I don't watch no Will Smith stuff now. I can't watch Will Smith no more, man. I just see him smacking Chris Rock. Man. 
Bro, what do you smack that little dude? But before he did all that, we was watching it. Y'all, he told everybody. We didn't wear. They kept turning them down. Can you train my daughters? I promise you, we'll give you part of their percentage when they go to Wimbledon. They start laughing, like, man, whatever. These little nappy-headed black girls ain't going nowhere. He said they're going to be the greatest tennis players ever. Was he predicted? No. He was created. How was he created? Where he kept saying it. Do y'all hear me? I don't know if it's true. On the, on the Clark Sisters movie, uh, the, 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 the husband, he was a bonehead and stuff. He was like, what you trying to do? Make them good as the Jacksons? She turned around and she said, they're going to be better than the Jackson 5. They're going to be better than Michael Jackson. Y'all ever heard the Clark Sisters? Are they better than the Jackson 5? <laughs> yes. Yes. So y'all, she wasn't predicting. She was creating. Are you creating? Somebody say amen now. You ought to be saying it. Listen, a world of iniquity is in the tongue of, among our members, and it defiles the whole body. It's talking about the negative side. And set up on fire the course of nature. It sets things in motion. It sets things in motion. Do y'all see this? And it's set on fire from hell. The devil wants your tongue. If the devil gets your tongue, he can destroy your life. If the devil gets your mouth, he can destroy your life. If the devil can influence what you say on a daily basis, he can destroy your life. Do you see this? Every kind of beast, bird, serpent, and of the things of the sea is tamed and have not tamed have been tamed of mankind, but the tongue no man can tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. You ever get into an argument with somebody and then they start just saying stuff? You say, oh, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. This poison start coming out. And I've done it. I mean, you know, we've all done it. Going for the juggling and the argument and stuff like that. Where did that come from? Hmm. We got to watch our mouth. Everybody say, watch your mouth. Here we go, Christians. Therefore, we Christians, what we do? We bless God, even the Father, and then we cuss people out with the same tongue. It's the Bible. Isn't the Bible good when you actually read it? <laughs> you should actually read the Bible. I saw something. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the, the, the founder of... Uh, Facebook, they talking about, man, I've been reading the Bible, man. The Bible makes sense. That's, that's up there somewhere. I said, what? Yeah, the Bible actually does make sense. I don't need Michael Zuckerberg to say it. And, and, and God is saying, how are you blessing me with, this, with that dirty mouth? Blessing with one Blessing him, oh, Father, we praise you, love you, and then cussing people out. Curse men, which are made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things should not be. Everybody said it shouldn't be. Though the fountain sent forth the same place, sweet water and bitter. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either vine, figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. 
Everybody say, watch your mouth. So how we hung by our tongue? Let's look at Proverbs 12 and 13. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. Do you know how many people done died just because they said something? What's up, my name? What's up, my name? What's up? Bam, bam. That's it. Just saying the wrong stuff at the wrong time to the wrong people. He done walked into the Bloods neighborhood talking about, what's up, cuz? Bro, you'll get killed. The wicked snared by the transgression of his lips. Proverbs 18.7 A fool's mouth is his destruction. You're distracted by your lips. What are you saying? And we're going to get into why you say what you say. We're going to get into why you say what you say. But it can destroy you what you're saying. How many of y'all believe what I'm saying is true? And his lips are, are a snare of his soul. Mind, will, and emotions. Your soul gets snared up because of something that you are saying. What does the devil want? He wants your tongue. I think he got all the, all the young people. Rap music, all that stuff, trap music. Man, what they saying over the beats? And them kids being there doing work, saying, saying them same words over and over and over. Destruction. You got to watch what you're saying with your mouth. Proverbs 6.2. Thou art snared with the words of your mouth. You are taken with the words of your mouth. Now this is from Terry Savelle Foy's book, Pep Talk, I would invite all of you guys to get this. We, we've done it as a church. It's called Pep Talk. But this is from our book. It said, I've heard numerous stories of famous people as well as personal acquaintances who have literally prophesied defeat and in some cases their own death. If this doesn't send chills up your spine, maybe it will encourage you to zip your lips. The former bass guitarist for this rock man named Weezer, his name was Mike, Mikey Welsh, predicted his own death on Twitter based on a dream he had on September 26, 2011. The 40-year-old musician tweeted, dream I died in Chicago next weekend. Heart attack in my sleep. Need to write my will today. Immediately, he tweeted a correction. The weekend after next. Two weeks later, on October the 8th, 2011, Welsh was found dead in a hotel room in Chicago at the exact time he predicted. Words are powerful. Anybody ever heard of Jimi Hendrix? Another chilling story is taken from Jimi Hendrix lyrics to a song he wrote in September 1965, titled The Ballad, the Ballad of Jimmy. The lyrics include many things. This is the lyrics of the song. Many things he would try, for he was, soon knew he would die. Jimmy's gone. He's singing about himself. He's not alone. His memory still lives on five years. 
This he said, he's not gone. He's just dead. Exactly five years later, Hendricks died on September the 18th, 1970. Just as he said. One last gripping story to show the seriousness of our words includes a radio interview with the former major league pitcher, Frank Pastor. After his baseball career ended, he showcased his talents as a sports celebrity on Daily Talk Radio. The last show he taped featured a discussion on the topic of mortality. Pastor said, you guys know I ride a motorcycle, right? At any moment, especially with the idiot people that cross the diamond lane into my lane, at any minute, I could be spread all over 210. Early after finishing the show that day, he hopped on his motorcycle, proceeded down his normal route on the 210. Unfortunately, this time, another vehicle swerved over, head on into his motorcycle, which led to his death. You can be hung by your tongue. That's why you got to be careful what you are saying. If you're a parent, be careful what you're saying over your children. If you're married, be careful what you're saying over your marriage. If you're a pastor, senior pastor, be careful what you say about your members. Yes. Rachel and Jacob in the Bible. This story could be, it could be made into a Netflix movie, man. It's, it's romantic, but it's also tragic. Let's talk about it. So, Jacob saw this hot mama, man. And he wanted her so bad. Her name was Rachel. She was pretty. Oh, my gosh. So the custom of the time was you went to the father, and you would ask permission of the father, and the father would tell you what you needed to do to get his daughter, pay a dowry, do whatever. So her father said, you got to work for seven years for this girl. So on the wedding night, now, you know the veil that, that they wear at weddings, you know, it's all see-through. Well, back then, the veil was not see-through. You could not see the woman. So you had the ceremony. Then you went into the tent. And you consummated, because the woman was a virgin. With the veil on, for some reason. And in the morning, or maybe it was too dark. I mean, they had no lights in there. And in the morning when he woke up, he woke up with the wrong sister. And this sister, you say, well, there's two sisters, she's probably cute too. No, the other sister, her eyes was like this, cross-eyed. She didn't look good. And he got mad at the day. He said, man, you tricked me. Gave me the wrong sister, woke up with the wrong sister. Yeah, he couldn't do it. He couldn't undo that. That was his wife. So he worked seven more years, oh my God, for Rachel. Now y'all, that's some love. Somebody say amen. I'd have to say, I'm going down the street. You know what I mean? 
He worked, he worked for that girl. He loved that girl. Now, that would have been out of, work, out of work seven more years for her. Amen. But what happened? Well, he, um, he was married to both the sisters. And the not as attractive sister, I know y'all, it's okay if I call her ugly. It's just somebody in the Bible. So the ugly duckling sister was very um, fertile. So she was having all the babies. But the pretty sister could not have babies. All right? Now, the pretty sister Rachel saw Leah, her other sister, having all these babies. Let's look at Genesis chapter 30, verse 1. How many of y'all know this created strong emotions? Strong emotions. I mean, number one, she got to share her man with her sister. That's drama right there. But then, one sister producing, and I can't even have a baby, which was seen as a shame back then, and even in some places a shame now, if you cannot produce offspring, your husband wants offspring, he wants children. And she has strong emotions. Everybody say, beware of strong emotions. Because this is what causes you to say the wrong stuff. And when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, give me children or else I'll die. So she pronounces death over her. So if either I'm going to Bear children, or I'm going to die. Everybody say, she shouldn't have said that. Because why? The, the power of death and life. I mean, the particular thing that the Bible says is death and life are in the power of the what? So we're talking about being hung by the tongue. So she said, she looked, she saw her, she saw her sister. Y'all. The girl eyes couldn't go straight. The Bible says this. She was cross-eyed. She had weak eyes. She she couldn't even look like you know, like who you, you look who you looking at? She looking. I'm gonna tell you this, women, you get so messed up with all this stuff and beauty and stuff, y'all, you don't know who's envying you. You might not look like a certain thing, but then, you know, somebody in your family say, man, I wish I was smart like her. Come on, somebody. Everybody got something. She envying the ugly sister. I mean, envying her. And you know that ugly sister just wanted to be able to look straight at somebody one time. You know she had some envy in her heart toward the beautiful sister. Hello? But she was envying. And y'all, that emotion got so strong in her that it pressured her to say something wrong. She pronounced a death sentence on herself if she was not able to have babies. Are y'all following me? Strong emotions can lead to strong words. Why well, you got to be careful when you're arguing with people. Strong words. 
in a marriage, y'all. I mean, if you, if you get so heated in a, in, a, in a conversation and you say, I don't love you no more, y'all, what can you do? Can you go back and say, I didn't mean it? <laughs> you got to be careful. And, and sometimes people just say stuff out of emotions. They don't mean it. That's why you got to be able to harness your emotions. Those who have a problem with that, write this down. Andrew Womack, Harness Your Emotions. It's free on the internet. Go listen to that. Learn how to harness your emotions. Don't let your emotions run wild. Strong emotions produce strong words. Words have power. Jacob then pronounces death on the same woman. His, his wife, Rachel. How does this happen? All right. There was a situation where his wife, he was getting ready to leave Laban, his father-in-law. He worked for him for 14 years, 20 years. He was tired. He wanted to go and make a life for himself. So he took his two wives, the two sisters, Leah and Rachel, and the children, and all that, and the concubine, and he, went, he left in secret. So when he left, while he was leaving, his wife stole some very valuable idol gods from her father. Because they worship idol gods. They didn't worship the God of the Bible. So then... He, you know, the father-in-law came after him and accused Jacob, why you going, why you sneaking around, why you didn't tell us you was going to leave, we wouldn't let you go. He's like, man, you wouldn't let me go. He said, yeah, we wouldn't let you go and this and that. And then, besides all of that, y'all don't stole my gods. Jacob said, man, I swear I ain't steal your gods. Search me, bro. Search me. Search my car. Search everything. Yeah? So, my Achilles heel, when I'm falsely accused, I come out swinging. He was falsely accused. How do you handle false accusation? You start talking, 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 defending yourself, saying all kinds of stuff. I swear for God. I swear on Mama Gray. I swear on, you know, all that stuff kids say. I swear on everything I love. Yo, what are you saying? And half the time be lying. Everybody say, watch what you're saying. Is this good for anybody tonight? All right. So he was jammed up. The daddy was like, bro, y'all stole my stuff. That's why y'all left. He basically insinuated, the reason y'all snuck out, because y'all stole my stuff. He's like, bro, I ain't got nothing, bro. Search my stuff. You search everything. And then he said this. Look at Genesis 31, uh, 32 through 5. With whomsoever you find the gods, let them not live. Now his wife has stolen the gods. 
he pronounced a death sentence on his wife. He said, whoever got them gods, let them die. Don't let them live. Hello? Before our brother, discern now what is done with me and take it. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. He didn't know his wife had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent and to Leah's tent and into the maidservant's tent, but he found them not. Then he went, into, he went out of Leah's tent and into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the gods and put them in the camel's furniture, and she sat upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but then found, found them not. And she said to her father, let it not displease my Lord that I cannot rise up before thee because the custom of women is upon me. What was she saying? She was on her period. She, I'm on my period so I can't get up. Boy, lies. So he couldn't search under where she was sitting. Do you see what I'm saying? And he searched, but he didn't find the image. Now, this is in chapter 31. In Genesis 35, Rachel dies in childbearing. The love of his life. The one he had worked for for 14 years. She dies having Benjamin. Why does she die? She evoked it on herself. She put childbearing and death together. She said, give me a child or, or let me die. Then he, unbeknownst, didn't know his wife had stole the idol, said, let the person that stole the idol, let them die. She pronounced death on herself. He pronounced death on, 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 on his wife. Didn't know it. And y'all, that girl died an untimely death before she was ever supposed to die. Y'all, people are dying all the time. And y'all, we at funerals talking about God plucked a flower. God knew what he was doing. God didn't have nothing to do with it. People are saying, speaking their own death into existence. Y'all, and we're going to show it probably maybe in October. Y'all, Nipsey, I, you know, everybody had me feeling bad for Nipsey Hussle. Hey, man, I saw some video on that brother, man. That brother was asking for it. Speaking it. What happened? What happened to Jacob? All right. Jacob spoke judgment on his wife. Now listen, this is a very important point. Do not speak on or pronounce on things you don't know about. Do not pronounce judgment and speak on things you know nothing about. That's what he did. He didn't know who it was. I mean, it could have been, he didn't even thought it could have been my wife. And I said, let him die. Proverbs 18, 13. He who answers a matter before he hears the facts, it is a folly and a shame to him. Y'all, so many times we be in situations and strifeful situations, people be talking back and forth, interrupting each other, and y'all, people want to even hear the other person out. And don't want to hear because they already got the answer in their head what they saying. The Bible said this is foolishness. You answering a matter, you, you didn't even hear them out. And y'all, I'm prone to do that more than anybody. I'll be like, because I don't want to hear all the blah, blah, blah all the time. You know, the blah, 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 people say, 
bro, whatever, bro, boom, boom, boom. I ain't got time. But the Lord be telling me, no, hear him out. Now, I ain't gonna let you talk, no, you know, two hours. No. <laughs> but he answered the matter before he knew all the facts. He should have did his own investigation. Talking about search. He didn't know everybody. It was people. He had servants. He had all kind of people with him. He didn't know if they took nothing or what would. But he was offended by the accusation. Number two. 1 Corinthians 4 and 5. So do not make hasty, premature judgments before time when the Lord comes again. For he will bring things to light, the secret things that are now hidden in darkness. Me and my wife yesterday, we was talking about a situation, this kind of national uh, with some pastors and stuff. And she said a very wise thing. She said, well, if it wasn't right, time will tell. She wouldn't speak on it. Wouldn't speak against a man or woman of God. If, 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 Time to tell. So sometimes, y'all, give God time to reveal what happened before you jump to judgment. Come on, black, black African Americans. Democrats, all the people, they, uh, Quanel X, but they can get us. He got shot on that, on all black man. Got shot in the back. On all, on all. No, no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. Then we see the whole video. They ain't show you the part where he had the gun pointing at the cop. So I'm finna kill you. Went in the cop's pocket, pulled out his taser, shot it at the cop. Hello? We quit jumping to judgment and don't know all the facts. They ain't get me on all that stuff. I don't know. Y'all, did you ever see the whole George Floyd video? Yeah. Dave Chappelle, I saw the six minutes. Well, how many minutes it was they talking about? I saw the seven minutes. I saw the seven minutes. Did you see the whole 26 minutes? When the cop was sitting there big, big pleading, bro, just got the His friend was like, man, just go ahead and cooperate. It'll, it'll change some things. But they, they want to manipulate folk, show a clip of something so they can get all the black folk all riled up. Yet yeah, still, 200 black people is shooting 200 more black people in Chicago every week. Black Lives Matter ain't showed up yet. Come on, y'all. We can't be this simple. So keep your mouth off stuff and you don't know what's going on. I don't know, bro. I don't know. What happened? Oh, you ain't hear about it? But don't nobody get mad when it's all the black people smashing and grabbing. Come on, y'all. Mm. Jacob jumped the judgment he pronounced. Now, Woo, it's finna get it's finna get tough now. Woo. 
This is like a rated R movie right here. Herod, Herodias, and John the Baptist. What happened here? <laughs> Hung by his tongue. Herod was king. He loved John the Baptist. He liked people that like me. You know, people like me, they want to join the church. They watch me on YouTube every week. They like what I say. They like because I'm strong. They like because I ain't afraid. They're not going to get with me. And they're not going to even repent. They just kind of like what I do. And so John the Baptist was the same thing. He just, they, you know, Herod liked him. All right? But his wife, Herodias, was a Jezebel. She did not like him. Look at verse, uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 17. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid up, uh, hands upon John and bound him in prison for his wife, Herodias' sake. Now, it was some kinky stuff went on. This brother had, Herod had a brother named Philip, and he went and got his brother Philip's wife. And they started making it. No marriage, no nothing, just, you know. And the woman hated John because John told the truth about the situation. He would see them and say, hey, y'all in sin. Y'all going to hell. Man, how you going to have your brother's wife? And all these women are here. Go get another woman. <laughs> and Herod like, kind of liked that. He's like, man, John, tell it like it is. He crazy. He talking to me crazy. But he tell it like it is. I like John. But the wife, she hated John. For he had married his, 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 what they were married. He had married his brother's wife. And John said unto Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Therefore, Herodias, the wife, had a quarrel against him. She would have killed him, but she could not. That's how people manipulate. When they can't do something, they manipulate so they can get to do it. This is how Jezebel works. All right? Hmm. And so she could not, right? She wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man, he was holy. And Herod observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things that John was saying. Y'all see this? And heard him gladly. And when a convenient day was come that Herod on his birthday had made a supper to his lord's high companion, chiefs, Estates of Galilee, the daughter of Herodias, which is probably the daughter of his brother, which is probably his niece. Oh God. She started strip dancing for the brother. Y'all see this in the Bible? Huh? Y'all don't see this? Y'all don't see it? Where it say T Pain, I'm in love with a stripper. Y'all see that right there? Y'all see that? It's in there between the lines. And when the daughter of Herodias came in, she danced and pleased, oh God, Herod. Y'all know what you're talking about? She wasn't dancing to Hallelujah. 
Hello? Thank you, Jesus. She wasn't lifting up no hands. You understand what I'm saying? People was putting, making it rain in the G-string. The Bible say she pleased them. She was so intoxicated with her dance. All, all the men was like, oh my God. This brother was drooling. Watch what happens. She danced, pleased Herod, and then they sat with him. And the king said unto the damsel, now you know she was doing some kind of dancing. He said, ask whatever you will, I'll give it to you. He said, he swore to her. He said, what happened? Now, now look back, look back, look back, look back, look back. 22. After she had danced, please her, and then the sat with him. What's the next word? The king did what? The king what? Said. Here you go saying something. He said unto the damsel, ask me whatever you want, I'll give it to you. I, I swear and swore to her. Whatever you ask me, I'll give it to you. Up to half of my kingdom. Now, this girl could have had Maybox, come on, somebody, Bentleys, hello, millions and billions of dollars living fat. He said, I'll give you up to half of my kingdom. Y'all, that was some doggone dancing right there. That <laughs> old movie, Hall of Night, y'all remember Sunshine put on that dude? He called his wife that night. He said, where your mom at? <laughs> Tell her, I'm not coming home no more. Y'all. Now listen, this is funny, but where I'm getting ready to go, it's true. Watch what happens. And she went forth and said to her mother, what should I ask? And the mama, old witchy Jezebel, stanky self, she said, the head of John the Baptist. And she came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked I will that thou would give me by and by in a charge of the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry. Yet for his own, what he had said, for the sakes of those who sat with him, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executor, executioner, and commanded that the head be brought. And he went, beheaded him in prison, John the Baptist, and brought his head in the charger. Gave it to the damsel. The man was regretful for what he said. I got What point is this? Oh, I could make a nice little, nice little clean point, Sister uh, Cassie, but I'm not going to. Number one, what's the lesson of this? Be very careful. You may be being manipulated into saying something Be careful around passive-aggressive, witchy people. Because they will manipulate you on a job. They will manipulate you. So what you think about that new thing the boss said? I don't like it. I think so, 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 so. Then they go to the boss and say, you know, uh, people right here don't like what you said. Well, who was it? Well, Nellie, Nellie Robinson, one of them. She said she didn't think. Like, Dad, wait a minute, what's wrong? I, I thought we was talking. They're going to manipulate you in the same time. So watch your words on that. Watch who you're talking to. Watch who asking you stuff. 
Like, what? Why do you, they don't ever talk to me. Why are they talking to me today? You ever ask that question? Number two, sexual pressure will make you say things that you don't mean, and they can be irrevocable. Y'all, men leave work, don't go straight home, stop by the strip club. Y'all, leave all their rent money in the strip club because somebody made them feel sexual. Sexual pressure, y'all, it caused a lot of stuff to happen. That's why spouses, should your husband or wife have sexual pressure on them? No. Because that's what you got married for. To avoid sexual immorality, let every man have his own. Let every woman have her own. So there shouldn't be no sexual pressure on no man or woman in a marriage. And that'll make them say and do all kind of stuff. You got to watch yourself when you get under sexual duress. <laughs> oh, God. Sexual pressure make folks say they love people they don't love in the heat of a moment. I love you. Let's get married. Oh, God. What you say? Yeah. Now you up in the jam. Hello? Everybody say, watch your words. Everybody say, watch your words. These people got hung by their tongue because of various reasons. Herod got hung by his tongue because he got manipulated by Jezebel and he had sexual arousal by his niece that caused him to say something that he could not take back. I'm done tonight. On Sunday at 2, we're praying about this. I think Dr. Rogers is going to do one too. We're going to do a session for people who are addicted to certain things, habits, vices. We're going to have a session on it. Uh, so we're going to call it Getting You Through It Too. Somebody say amen. amen. So if you want to come to that, if it's five, six people, we're going we gonna to minister to you however you want. I believe it should be more than that. Somebody say amen. amen. But we start with what we are saying. And y'all, we got to stop saying those negative things. We got to stop letting people put pressure on us. We got to stop yielding to strong emotions. In the middle of strong emotions, making declarations and saying things that we know we don't mean, we know we're not going to do them, but we just say them. Everybody say, watch your mouth. Because if you say it, and you continue to say it, you'll see it. Every head bowed, every eye closed.